Welcome to the Communicate for Good podcast, where leaders on a mission to make the world a better place come to talk and learn about how communication, language, and words can help increase awareness, revenue, and impact with less stress and more joy. I'm your host, Erica Mills Barnhart, and I'm so excited you're here with me. Let's dive right in. Hello, hello. I'm Erica Mills Barnhart, your host, Welcome back or welcome to the Communicate for Good podcast. Before we dive into the confessions of a speed talker, that would be me. I would be the speed talker in question <laughs> and talk about robotocytis and some other fun things. I want to share an exciting announcement with you. Starting in January, in fact, January 19th, I am going to be hosting monthly AMAs or Ask Me Anything sessions. They'll be virtual, so you can join from wherever you find yourself, and they'll be free. In order to join, you need to be a subscriber to Claxon's newsletter. So if you're not signed up, do it now by going to claxon-communication.com backslash newsletter-signup. Signup's all one word. That'll also be in the show notes. That's a lot of letters to remember if you're out and about. So it'll be in the show notes. The Yeah, the AMAs are for newsletter subscribers only. It's a benefit to subscribers. And literally, you can come and ask me anything. I mean, the idea is that your questions would be about communication and marketing and messaging, leadership and things that I, that I know things about. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's a way that I'm hoping that we can have more of a conversation and just give more people access to some ideas and expertise um, and that's, so that's the idea. I'm really excited about it. Way, way back when I used to do something called Tune Up Tuesdays, which were pretty similar. We would gather, you would come with questions, and they were great. Um, and then a variety of life things happened. So this is kind of going back to, to some of my roots um, in certain ways. So I'm really excited. I really hope you'll join me. Like I said, if you're a podcast listener, but not a newsletter subscriber, now's the time. Okay, well, let's talk about speed talking. So I speak in public a lot, whether that's a keynote or teaching or podcasting, because this goes out into the world. So I consider it to be public. I'm frequently communicating, you know, in the wilds, <laughs> in front of others, either virtually or in person. Now, I'm purposely not using the term public speaking. It just scares the pants off a lot of folks. That's number one. And number two, if you're not a like professional capital P speaker, capital S, it's easy to be like, okay, this this podcast isn't going to be for me. I'm not a public speaker. Oh, my dear listener, but you are. If you are a leader or a manager, or really if you're in a professional capacity, almost not any professional capacity, let's stick with leaders and managers. You are using your words in public all the time, all the time. So I want to talk about two common communication hiccups that come up when you are, like I said, using these words in public and what to do about them. The first is speed talking. And the second is robotocytis, which means talking like a robot. For anyone who's read my book, Pitchfalls, why bad pitches happen to good people, you'll know a little bit about robotocytis, but we're going to take a different, a different take on it. So, okay. Speed talking. I'm the worst, truly. It is like my my public speaking Achilles heel. It's interesting because, you know, I work with so many clients, so many of my coaching clients on public speaking, speaking in public, excuse me. 
And I would say much more common than speaking too quickly, although that happens, is meandering, which tends to like slow people down a little bit. But speed talking is its own unique thing. Meandering could be a little distracting, but at at least you're not losing people, right? Because you're speaking at a pace where people can absorb what you're saying. Speed talking is tricky because you risk losing people. So I was recently in Turkey facilitating and speaking at a at a leadership retreat for a multinational NGO. And I did, you know, a lecture as part of that, sort of a mini keynote, as it were, at the break. So I had them start doing some activities in the break. My co-facilitator said, can you take feedback midway through? And I was like, ooh, trick question. <laughs> Jaycee said, you're talking too fast. And, you know, there were a bunch of folks in the room for whom English was their second, third, fourth. They were amazing language. And so I was like, shoot, you know, I had I had done the tips that I'm going to get to here in, in, in a minute. And I was just so excited to share what I was sharing and to talk to them about it. And uh, I just got going, which is which is what happens for me, right? So... Actually, last night, and this is, I mentioned this in a previous episode, this is, I'm a fast person. I walk fast, I talk fast, I eat fast. So slowing down is the work for me. And you might be on the other side of this. You might be like, oh, I would love to just have all that energy. Neither, you know, it's a polarity, right? Everything is about polarity. And in one of the next few episodes, we're going to talk about polarity management. This is a polarity, the fast and the slow, right? It's the work is how do you manage it so that they're in balance, Neither is good or bad, although there are liabilities to each, but there's also positives to each, right? So last night, I had given a workshop, and so I was, had been literally in front of my machine with the light on and all the thingy-dingies all day, and it had already gotten dark. I'm in Seattle, Washington, and it gets dark very early this time of year, and I was like, nope, I'm going to put on my little backpack, and I'm going to walk to the store and get some groceries because we didn't have anything great for dinner. And I'm walking along, walking, walking, you know. And I, there's a woman in front of me and she kind of looks over her shoulder and she looks at me at the corner of her eye and she just like pulls over, right? And as I pass, she says, I'm so sorry. I'm such a slow walker. And I stopped and looked at her and I said, you're perfect. You're awesome. You, you're not a slow walker. I am walking unnecessarily fast. And she looked at me and said, oh, thank you. Right? I just, this is my default setting. So when I'm going to be teaching or doing a keynote, I work really hard to slow down. It is something that I've had to learn, like I said, and I still slip up. You know, if I'm being honest, in almost every situation, I've already done it a few times just in this podcast episode, right? And I, I, I'm i going to do the tip that I'm about to tell you. I've done it a few times. And so I know that it works. But I, I want to speak to and just reinforce why, why talking so quickly is something, you know, to work on if you're in in the same camp with me, which is that you lose people with the speed of it. And not only do you lose them, but you lose them in a way where they feel like that woman on the sidewalk was like, oh, it's a me thing. I'm not keeping up, right? It wasn't her thing. She was She was doing her. She was doing amazing. I just was going at such a pace, right? So it makes people feel low-key crappy. So I just want to, I want to own that for myself. Um, and also say that's the reason to work on this if you know this about yourself, okay? So what's the tip? It's super simple. I can't remember if I've given this tip before in the podcast. I feel like yes, but it, it is applicable here. Actually, I actually have two tips. And the one is is something I do all the time, especially when no one can see you because as you're going to learn here in a second, it could be a little awkward to do in public. You put your hand on your heart. Really just hand on heart. 
If you did only that, that will slow down your nervous system. It's a way of saying, it's okay, we're good, we can slow down. If you have the time and space to take a few deep breaths with your hand on your heart, intentional, slow breaths, you're just going to bring your body down, right? Just slow it all down. If you can do this right before you start, that's like perfect timing. Like if you are speaking on a stage, I do this backstage right before I go on. Uh, hand on heart, a few deep breaths, okay? And then number two is ask for someone to signal you when you're speeding up, right? Like really just anoint someone. I've, I've asked people who I don't know because sometimes I don't know anybody, you know, when I'm going to, to do a talk. Um, and I forgot to do that the you know the, the in Turkey, so uh, that's on me. Um, it got away from me. But I will also say this is kind of a sidebar. It's a little related to the tip I, I give for number two about robotocytis, which is not so easy to say. It was easy to type, but not easy to say. It turns out the other thing is oh, what was my other thing? You know what? I've lost my other thing because I was trying to say robotocytis. It's gonna come back to me though, and it will it will just be riveting when it does. Oh, I know what it is, and it's gonna be so ironic. Say you're sorry. Say you're sorry. So like I said, my co-facilitator gave me that feedback at the break. So afterwards, I stood there and I said, I need to apologize to you. I have this communication hiccup. <laughs> I speed up and I just kind of went into it. And since so many of us do have like fear of speaking in public, you could just sort of see everybody's shoulders go down like, oh, hey, oh, she's apologizing. Oh, and she lived through it. Right. So you're actually, you know, especially if you're if you're a leader, you're always modeling. Model that you mess up. Say you're sorry in public, right? That's good modeling. It's healthy modeling for your for your team and the people who who are listening to you. All right. So number two, robotocytis. Robotocytis, robotocytis. I will not bore you by trying to say that 10 times fast. So like I said, this is when you talk like a robot. And I mention this in my book, Pitchfalls, in the context of when you've like written your mission statement and everybody is has to memorize the mission statement and then you get like so flummoxed about quote unquote getting it right, like every word right, that you sound like a robot because you want to get it right. So it comes from a beautiful place. Not awesome to listen to someone who sounds like a robot. Robots have like many amazing things about them, but from a communication perspective, not super engaging. And you've likely been on the receiving end of this. So you can like really, you know what I'm talking about. It's just super tough to give a rip about what someone's saying when you're yawning. It's a challenge, right? So why does this happen? It's usually a sign of nerves combined with lack of preparation. Sometimes it's just straight up nerves. And we're going to talk about if you're somebody who writes a script as your form of preparation, this is a bigger potentiality for you because you start just reading your script and then you sound like a robot because you're just, right? Okay. But often, this can be countered by more preparation. Um, so this is what I see with my clients who are like, I don't know, you know, like, I feel like I'm pretty prepared. I'm like, not enough. So when people ask me, how do you stand on a stage? Because I tend to be like an interactive presenter. And they're like, so how do you like give a keynote but still engage with your audience? So I am not somebody who scripts my talks. I prepare them. I'm relentless in my preparation, but I don't script. And there, you know, I map out the, you know, the learning objectives. I am a professor after all. I know what I want the, my, the audience to feel, know, and do. Feel, know, and do. I get very clear on that. 
I have the arc, I have the key points, I sort of know when I'm going to be sharing different bits of information or telling stories. So I, I'm a mapper, but I'm not a scripter, right? I'm not a scripter. I map so much, I'm so clear on the path that when I'm in front of people, for the most part, um, you know, for the most part, I don't have to think a lot about the words coming out of my mouth. I have very high self-trust in that moment because I've prepared. And so what that frees me up to do is be watching body language, right? Does somebody like, do they look like they have a question? Their head is cocked. You know, I'm going to like go and say, you look like you have a question, right? Or where somebody chuckles, you know, we can sort of have a little back and forth or they look flummoxed or whatever it is. I'm looking for body cues because I actually care. You know, I'm teaching for the most part. When I'm in front, I do a little bit of inspiration too, but I'm teaching. So I care deeply. Like I feel very committed when I'm, you know, giving a talk that you leave with something that you're like, I got it. Like I can do this. You know, I want people to be instantly leveled up when they're listening, which is a high bar. Um, and so my mental preparation has to map to that bar, right? Like it does. And so I'm watching a lot. And when it's, I just gave a, a full day workshop yesterday for a client um, and I was reminded of how much more energy it takes to, to, to have things land and also how much harder I have to work to see that body language, right? Like they're a little, they're a little box on a little, on a little screen, right? So even more preparation so that you can just be looking for those micro, micro, micro movements, I don't believe that there's one way to be prepared, right? I have clients who are people who write the whole script. That's what works for them. I have clients who write bullet points. I don't have clients who don't prepare at all because then I'm not doing my job. But whatever your form of preparation is, and I would say those are sort of the two camps, like script, fully scripted or key points, right? Then you got to prepare. There's just like no two ways about it. You have to prepare it and you have to prepare not to the point that you can deliver. You know, if it's a talk, it's not so you can deliver it. It's so you cannot think about delivering it. It's that step further that most people aren't taught. And so that's the magic, right? That's the freedom on the other side is that step where you don't have to even think about um, what you're saying, okay? Actually, I'll share a story with you. Somebody was, uh, I was with some clients and they were talking about a colleague and they were like, it's so weird. Like he's so engaging when he presents, but then when he presents to like management or leadership, he he got robotositis, right? And they were like, it's flummoxing. Um, and I said, well, is he naturally, you know, you said that he's naturally a good presenter or, you know, engaging. They're like, yeah. And I said, well, when you introduce positional authority, that changes things because one, he has a particular preparation style where it, he's an actually, you know, good speaker. So he doesn't have to maybe prepare as much. And then he's nervous because he is presenting to people who hold positional authority. So I just, you will generally have the same preparation style, but the amount of preparation required might be different. And sometimes if you're someone who, I mean, I can be a pretty off the cuff person because I tend to deliver the same similar content and I've done it for a long time. Sometimes you need to prepare differently. You know, if I'm going to do something from a stage, like I, that's a different type of preparation. But you need to do the preparation to avoid robotocytis, right? And so what happens if you feel this kick in for you? And this tip actually, you know, I, I modeled it in terms of being a, a fast talker or speed talker, but, you know, ditto for robotocytis, right? So so what happens? Like we, we most people, at, like when I start with my clients and I'm like, what's the worst that can happen? 
let's just talk it out, right? It's the worst that can happen. You're you're talking in public. Oh my God. And then and then I mess up. I'll paraphrase almost. Then I mess up. Okay. Then what happens? Well, then I've messed up. Okay. Then what happens, right? There's this expression which you've heard me say before: the fear is real, the danger is not. And with speaking in public, most people have messed up, right? Most people messed up. So here's my suggestion. When you feel that happening, you can do this at the beginning of the talk. You don't even have to wait till things go off the rails. You say, I'm really nervous. You just name it. I'm really nervous. I'm excited to be here with you today. And I'm nervous. Just name it, right? Everyone in your audience is going to be like, right? You have, you have in that moment become human and relatable. And that just creates a much different, more open atmosphere. Just own it. However you want to say it, right? I'm giving you words, you know, have them be your words. Of course, you want to communicate in your own style. But I really, you know, I invite you to think through that, like, really, what's the worst thing? I'm going to mess up. How many people have I seen mess up? Oh, right. A lot of people I've seen mess up, right? Um, Really work through it because the fear is usually real. The danger is not. Now, if you have something coming up, right? Join me. Like you want to talk through something, join me on January 19th and every, what is that? Third Thursday, I think, um, of the month. I'm going to be hosting these free Ask Me Anythings. And, you know, you can get some free coaching if you have something coming up. But really the AMAs are like anything on your mind related to marketing, messaging, communication, leadership, making the world a better place. (laughs) Any of those things. All right. But that's only if you're a newsletter subscriber. So the link is in the show notes. But again, for those of you with very good memories, it's klaxon-communication.com backslash newsletter-signup. That is so many letters. I'm sorry. Um, It's intuitive yet long. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Do good. Be well. And I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Communicate for Good podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you would right here, right now, go rate and review the podcast. Your review will help even more purpose-driven leaders, teams, and organizations learn how to use words to change the world. To find more ways that communication can help you increase awareness, revenue, and impact, head on over to www.klaxon.communication.com.